What is the event podcast? We'll begin in five, three, one, four. Welcome to What is the Event Podcast with Jimmy and George, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC. Your place to talk about Evacuate the building now! Welcome back to What is the Event Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC, your place to talk about the event. This Monday, we did have another new episode, Loyalty, episode six of the event, and next week we will have a week off, and the event will return November the 8th with the next episode. And then, uh, as far as I know, there'll be a few more episodes in the remaining weeks of November, and then there will not be any more new episodes at the event until 2011. So, it's good news and some bad news there for you. All right. Well, uh, we had another good episode tonight, and we're going to jump on over into our revent cap. And uh, that is the portion of the show that we recap the event, if you're not familiar. And uh, so, yeah, we'll go ahead and get into that right now. The revent revent tab the tab the portion of portion of the show where we recap recap the event event. All right, this week's uh, episode of the event was entitled Loyalty, and it was somewhat Simon centric. Uh, it you know focused on a few other things as well as every episode does. Uh, we got a couple flashbacks with Simon back in the fifties. And uh, that was kind of where we'll get started here tonight. Um, Simon was in 1954, Venice Beach, California, but he was going by another name, by the name of Mason. And he was with a red-headed young lady who he was in love with. And uh, when they first show this little scene, uh, he's saying he's free from his past, but then Thomas is there waiting for him. And then the, the next scene we see uh, the two lovebirds are walking and talking about having dinner and sunflowers and things, and then Thomas tells him it's time to go and that he'd been there too long, that people will start to notice he's not getting any older. And so finally, um, he doesn't have a chance to say goodbye. He just leaves and follows uh, Thomas because he's trying to get them back home. I don't know, that had an interesting payoff at the, near the end of the episode where we do see the old, you know, 46 year later Violet, who recognizes Mason um, on the street in the year 2000. And uh, I don't know, that was just interesting how her helper, her nurse, her child, whoever it was, was just saying that she had uh, Alzheimer's and so she just didn't know what she was talking about. But she knew what she was talking about. And then we saw again in another flashback that Simon went to see her and she'd have an interesting question. She's like, are you an angel? And he said he is so far um, from that. Uh, so that was one of the theories I think people had thrown out there uh, about who the detainee and their people are. But yeah, that was just an interesting kind of backstory of him. And um, I don't know. We we saw some interesting things about him. He's very loyal. 
to his people. He's loyal to Thomas. Um, so, so much to the point that he would leave, um, apparently the only lady he's ever loved. Uh, so that's just interesting. And one of the interesting thing he did say back in the four, yeah, 1950s, he said that there was no water where he came from. Cause you know, she made a comment about him. Like he just discovered the water for the first time almost. And, uh, and that was kind of strange. Um, and we'll just go and jump over from there. In Sean's story storyline, we see him and Layla trying to understand what they were went through, and Sean was explaining the plane disappeared, and eventually tells um, Layla that her mom's dead, that um, you know her dad, you know, told him to run away from these people who were coming towards the airplane, and they would try to find her family. And Layla and Sean take off from Collier and Carter, and they end up going to her her parents' house. Which they were in Texas, as we assume that's where they were when they rescued Layla. Don't know where they went from there. Um, so they could have been driving east because, in like no time, they went from what appeared to be in Texas to Atlanta, Georgia, and that is a you know depending on what part of Texas, at least seven hundred mile drive. Um, <laughs> if you're on I twenty um, in East Texas, it's gonna take you good seven hundred miles to get to Atlanta. So, yeah. That that was just like boom, they're there. That was just interesting to me. Um, there's several things like that that happen on the show that I'm just like, eh, that's not so good because <laughs> it makes it like it, it was like instantaneous almost. And there's one of the other things too with the timelines, how it'll show this thing that happened here and this time, and it took you know, seemed seemed to take a long time, and then it cuts back over and people walk across the street. So I, I'm assuming they're taking place at the same time, but they can't show them obviously taking place at the same time unless they did 24 style and had different little cameras going, um, which is okay, but sometimes it just seems like stuff isn't lining up the way it should be. Well, I guess the most interesting thing that happened to Sean and Layla, they do go back to her home, uh, and they find her dad's secret file up in the attic about Alaska and strange things going on there. And then as far as we know, to the Truth Seeker 5314 comes in um, and tells them that her name is Madeline Jackson after Sean disarms her because she does come in with a gun to point it to, to them. And she said that she used to be a journalist and, you know, the whole world is a lie and blah, blah, blah. Your general conspiracy theorist type stuff. And Sean thinks she's crazy. But she finally tells them the secret that in 1944 an aircraft crashed in the Brooks Mountain Range in Alaska and these people were put into a prison that was built especially for them. And it's not what they did. It's who they are. The government imprisoned the EBBs, the extraterrestrial biological beings, aliens. And granted, this lady is kind of crazy, sounds like. But for at least a third time, <laughs> they've made it pretty obvious that the detainees are aliens. They've called them non-terrestrials. The um, lady from the CDC or whatever last week said that there was an extraterrestrial organism inside of the sick passengers of Avius Air Flight 514 and now the Truth Seeker. And apparently, um, based on her information, Michael Buchanan would both say that these were extraterrestrial biological beings. And there were some things on Twitter about uh, the, tr the X-Files, and people have been saying that for a few weeks, but I thought that was interesting. But yeah, that was kind of the highlight of the Sean and Layla story. And the rest of the story pretty much focused on Sophia's release and the fact that Simon was basically leading up the, the crew of people that were going after her. 
And the two biggest twists there was that Simon stole some of the radioactive compound, put it into coffee creamer, and so ended up last we heard 59 people um, drank some of that uh, material and were quote-unquote targets on their little scanners. And eventually someone at the bureau did find out that uh, that was stolen from from them and that he was going to go test them because it would leave radioactive information on the people and he had to test everyone that was Sterling's orders and instead of being tested and being found out to be the mole Simon knocks a guy out and throws him in a trunk and um, then calls Thomas and says his cover's been blown and then time to go basically and then we do go over to the building here near the end of the show and Thomas and Sophia are headed down towards this shaft, this little hatch, if you will, like in Lost. And uh, they're trying to get Simon to come with them, and he doesn't. And as this is all happening, earthquakes are starting. And then soon we see, as Simon tries to crawl away up the little ladder and, and whatnot, that there is a portal opening underneath the building. And the building is collapsing. He's trying to help people get out. He actually does help an injured FBI agent and uh, his friend from 10 years ago, I guess it may be his partner at some point, helped the guy out to most of the way, and then the building collapses on top of Simon. And then, and not only does it just collapse on him, the whole thing collapses, and there's nothing left but a giant crater. And everyone is shocked and in awe. FBI headquarters or whatever they are, national security stuff, and... Simon's friends yelling his name to end the episode, and that was the conclusion of this week's episode. And it was a pretty good cliff, cliffhanger because there's several questions answered and not answered. But what in the world? <laughs> where where are they sending the uh, the building? I mean, were they trying to transport the whole thing, or is that just an escape mechanism for uh, Thomas and Sophia? Like that was just weird. The whole whole thing, and so. It's interesting um, there, and so, so, you know, where did they go, first question. Uh, why did they do that, exactly? Is that the only way they, they think that they could get getting away from the uh, government with her? I don't know. This is going to be a spoiler alert if you don't know. I'd say skip ahead about 15 seconds. The previews showed Simon was alive next week, which is stupid. I hate when previews do that. And uh, that's, you know, this kind of cliffhanger. Oh, is Simon alive? Well, thanks for showing me. That's awesome. But anyway, these guys, I don't know. It's like, I guess they can rebuild their power pretty quickly. Because time frame-wise, I'm still not sure exactly how long it's been since the show started. Until now, it hasn't been really very long. And um, I don't know. It'll be fun to see what happens next. It was a good little, little cliffhanger. It really was. And I don't know. Let's go ahead and jump into the event line we have a few things from last week we have a phone call to get into and some uh emails and some twitter feedback as well and so we'll go ahead and jump into that and we'll be right back we are now entering the portion of the show referred to as the event the line, event line. Hey, Jimmy, this is Jack from this review one week. Uh, got a couple comments from you on this week's episode. Um, something I noticed while doing it, or during the flashback that showed Thomas and Simon in 1944, 
Uh, they were in the room and Simon, or excuse me, Thomas had started to pull apart from the uh, radios, I believe, and uh, was kind of surprised that he saw vacuum tubes inside. Um, kind of occurs to me that were they from the future, either short-term in the future or even long-term in the future, they might know approximately when um, or what kind of technology that uh, uh, the people of 1944 already had. So it seems that they may, may not have, we shouldn't have been surprised to see what kind of technology they had. So at least in my eyes, that kind of discounts that these guys are from the future and are um, from uh, somewhere else still as yet undetermined. Anyway, that's kind of what uh, I thought I'd share. Um, thanks. It's going to be All right. Thank you for that call. That was a good point. Uh, that's been one of the theories all, like, seems like for all along, that these people may be from the future. And that was a great point, that if they were from the future, they would know what kind of technology was around in 1944. And so to be surprised by vacuum tubes, I think that's a pretty good evidence that they're not from the future. And if you watch tonight episode and a few other episodes, it does seem that the show is trying to tell us they're aliens. Um, I specifically said it tonight, and um, maybe some of you still don't want to believe. And if you don't want to believe that, that's okay. Um you know, they haven't cut one open and <laughs> dissected him yet or anything. But uh, I would assume at some point we're going to get more of a uh, a view into the spaceship, the <laughs> the craft, the aircraft that crashed into the 40s. Uh, that would be interesting. And then there's so many other things that would be interesting apart from that. Um, their home planet, their home world, uh, all sorts of things like that. So I would assume... At some point, we would get some more information. And I don't know, one of the things people are like, they look like humans, and they talk like humans. Well, I mean, there's lots of different alien movies and stuff out there. And in several of them, they adapt to the environment that they're in. That They really don't look that way, but they use some sort of disguise method or a uh, makeup or whatever to appear to be human. Like in the original V and the new V as well. The people are lizards, but they have these body makeup wrap things with fake skin that they appear to be a normal human, but in fact they are lizard underneath. So maybe it's kind of like that in this thing. I don't, you know, we don't know. We'll see. I really hope it's not exactly like that because that would be pretty pretty sad. <laughs> but anyway, we do have some more um, listener feedback to get into here, so let's go ahead and do that. We have an email from Tyler, and the email from Tyler um, was sent to what is event podcast at gmail dot com on Thursday, October twenty first. And honestly, a couple of things in this email sound like he might be um, have originally written this to perhaps another podcast about the event that's out there, the event cast. But he did indeed send it to me as well, if he did send it to them. But I don't know, there's a couple things he mentions that, I don't know, it just sounds like he was uh, talking about a podcast with more than one person. But anyway, this is the message I received. And this is, first, I would like to say that I absolutely love the event and I love your podcast. I listen to it every week and look forward to what you all have to say. That was one of those things that I was talking about. Second, I would like to talk about some of my theories 
One being that I am one of the fans who believe that the non-terrestrials, as you brilliantly call them, are from the future. But also, I have a theory that goes with how they arrived from their time to present, and how the plane disappeared and then reappeared across the country. My theory is they use the same technology that made the plane teleport from Miami in the desert to the western United States. The reason I think is when Thomas and Simon were talking about going back to their world and about having to wait to rebuild their technology to do that. What if the same technology that teleported the plane was in fact the same kind of technology that transported them from to the present ah, them to our present time? And the reason they cannot get back to their future, their time is that tech needs to get more advanced to take them back. Also, what if the people from the future are not here to stop the event from happening, but to fix what is happening or happened in the future, their time? What is the event is not necessarily bad, but needs to happen so the future can be the way they want it. Something to think about. Also, this is again one of those things I'm like, eh, did I mention this? I think I did. Um, <laughs> you mentioned in the last podcast, Simon Lee um, can be some kind of teleporter himself, which is a side note that could be possible because he can move a plane and go back and forth in time with this technology. They could maybe move themselves or others through space and time. But this I do not think is the case here. I think that it is dangerous for them to do this and people directly, they need to use a vessel of some kind to as a barrier to protect the passengers that they want to teleport or to go back and forward in time. So I do not think Simon Lee can do this. What I thought happened was that Sophia was in Washington, D.C. and sailed there. And so was Thomas nearby the Capitol. So Simon Lee could drive or walk to, to both of them without being far from the president. I could totally be wrong, but that's what I thought. She was she was kept, not back in Alaska, but in some sort of a cell in Washington, D.C. Sorry this is long. I just had, had a lot to say. Thank you for reading this and putting up with me. Keep up the great work, and I can't wait until the next episode of the event and your podcast. And that is from um, John Tyler, and he gives his last name, but I think I'll omit that, from De Wilmington, Delaware. All right, had some good thoughts there. Again, this is one of those popular theories that they're from the future, that not alien, that they're not terrestrials because they're from the future. They're slightly different because they've evolved. Um, and his theory is that they've used the same technology to teleport as to time travel, which is not a bad idea at all. And uh, kind of goes along with what we saw tonight in that um, Simon and uh, oh, Simon Thomas and Sophia got down to the little bunker before the wormhole opened, and so they possibly probably needed something to protect them from the, the trip basically and yes Sophia was being held in Washington DC and Thomas was in the area so he was right again there awesome thanks for that also this um, next one I'll go ahead and share this is from Twitter but it was a, a message as well we had uh, 80 and the number 6 is on, on Twitter 86 um, his name's Rob um, tweet us twice actually on the 20th of October um, a URL and it was a link to a note he had written on Facebook and this was his note it said rabid fanboys and girls it's really sad that no one else and no one has a sense of humor anymore especially among a cultured group of people my constructive criticisms have been met with full hostility so I'm going to be frank about the dim reality of your new favorite television show let's face it as far as the serialized television goes, NBC has failed. Time and time again, they have renewed their worst but, but most marketable shows instead of the unusually rare quality programming. Renewed Heroes, Joey, Jay Leno Show, 
Knight Rider, canceled Southland, which was given a chance by TNT. Not on order. Tonight's show with Conan O'Brien, news radio, etc., etc. As far as the event goes, it's a television show based purely on the fact that it can market you some kind of payoff. It so blatantly washes down the concept of the mystery box, a device that is intended to evolve over a long-term dramatic discourse. If I were a fly on the wall um, when this show was created, I would report the following. Let's make a show like Lost, something addictive that basically draws an audience every week just for the sake of finding out why the show is so mysterious, confusing, and misguided. Let's just say there's going to be an event of some kind, and then we'll improvise the next few seasons while profiting from DVD and iTunes sales. We can make a list of things that we initially draw people to the show. Crashing plane, check. Seemingly stranded people, check. Flashbacks, check. Tropical setting, check. Let's have a black president because it's cool and controversial. We need blacks to watch our show. More democratic, demographic coverage equals increased advertising revenue. Check. In that case, let's make him Cuban. Don't worry, we won't elaborate on any real political issues. That would be boring. Check. Name the show in honor of, of our only sale for the show. Check. Dug around the archives and found the gym called the 4400. We'll steal the rest from this and we're good to go. Check. There's no way any producer would create a story arc that spans a couple of seasons due to the fact that NBC's is running a financially and creative irresponsible studio. The future of any property is uncertain, as we saw for the two-decade-long American staples, The Tonight Show, and the Law & Order franchises. This factor all, all alone prevents the event from having any real staying power. A serial show needs to be a long-term plan to ultimately be successful, and the backing of a studio with, with the balls to take the risk. In the end, creativity must triumph over profit. With that, I hope some of you will stop the hate mail. At first, I was just having fun with some fellow nerds. Some of you became very angry, violent, and even began to harassing me. It's too bad some of you don't work at NBC. They could use the fire later. Rob. And so, Rob has some uh, issues <laughs> there with uh, NBC's past and with some of their um, failures and with some of the way he's, he's been treated by not being... A huge fan of the event. I don't know. He, I think he makes a few good points there, uh, especially the marketing stuff. And and this year, quite honestly, NBC renewed everything. Things that are not getting good ratings were renewed. Things that are not popular were renewed. Um, the chase isn't. <laughs> and I like Chuck. Chuck's not popular. It it never has been really in a wide marketable scale. It's a great show. It's wonderful, but it's not popular. Uh, outsourced, got renewed. They even ordered more scripts for the undercovers, and I know no one who likes the undercovers. And I'm a J.J. Abrams fan, and I haven't even checked that one out. It just looked kind of dumb to me. Um, but yeah, NBC doesn't have the greatest track record. It really doesn't. Um, but I, I definitely think the event has gotten better as it's gone along, um, which hopefully there are some people out there who may have given up, and maybe they will return to the fold. But anyway, that was um, Rob's rather lengthy response. Oh, and his name of that was In Response, Hate Mail and The Event. So, yeah, that was from Rob. And we do have some more things from Twitter to get into real quickly. We'll start from the oldest and go up to the newest. Heather McComb, who you may know as Agent Collier, uh, retweeted um, something that I wrote last week. Um and responded as well, said, So happy to hear that! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, smiley face, retweet, at event podcast, that was me, wrote and said, um, Great episode tonight, in fact, my favorite so far. So, that was fun. 
always like to have um, someone from the show contact us or respond to us or stuff. That's fun. And then RebaFan20 said, Advent Podcast, I love this episode. It was the best so far, and I agreed with them uh, wholeheartedly. Lost Dogs 20 retweeted that our episode um, discussing last week's episode was up. And then also RebaFan20 said, Advent Podcast, I was very impressed with this episode. Nice work, cast. Keep getting better and better. Can't wait for the next one. Um, this is also from the 19th. Jonathan M.F., um, said out event podcast and like did a smiley face thing. So I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and then the 20th is when 86 sent that, um, that message we read. And then we're going up and Lost Dogs 20, the inventors and Meredith J. Jacobs, um, all, uh, sent a follow Friday our way and Jonathan MF sent a follow Saturday and I guess a follow Sunday our way. And also, so it was Sunday. Yeah. Expedition novel. Said Advent Podcast, thanks for following me at Twitter. I've given your blog slash website a link at my updated blog, lower left at. Um, and he provides the link, which is expeditionnovel.blogspot.com. And hey, if you're using an iPod, iPad, iPhone, iTunes, you can uh, see there is a link to Expedition Novel down there in that little box. So you can check them out. And also, um, right after that, we received another um, message from Reba Fan Twenty. Said Advent Podcast. Please watch the music video I made of the event here on YouTube, and there's a link. And again, I will have um, that information available for you to um, just click on it, and you can watch the video. Um, it's mostly clips from like the first episode ish, um, with um, pretty good little song going on in the background. So that's pretty fun. And then, all right, today we had a couple things. Well, I guess technically yesterday because it is early Tuesday morning already. <laughs> um, B Week 79 said Advent Podcast. Let's hope for a home run tonight. Advent Expedition Novel said a few things. <laughs> he said Advent Podcast. They're from Mars. And that was from my, uh, I posted a question that said, Another apparent confirmation of the identity of the detainees. Do you accept it this time, or are you still hoping for more? Because um, lots of people don't want to accept it. They're just aliens, and I'm kind of one of those people, but we'll wait and see. But, yeah, it is pretty obvious, I think, at this point. <laughs> and then um, the um, expedition I've also said, I had a pimp podcast, a good cliffhanger ending to make us wait two weeks. And I responded back to that message. Um and said, a good cliffhanger with some good questions to ponder. And his response back was, uh, Ad Event Podcast, this episode is a game changer and better than all previous episodes combined. And then we do have one more here from B Week 79 who is a good friend of the show because he's like always commenting on the show. Thanks for that, Ben, or B Weeks. And uh, he said, Ad Event Podcast, let's hope there's more to the origin. I'm hooked. Great episode. And, yeah, that's pretty much all of our feedback, as far as I know, unless I've overlooked something. And we will move on over into the next portion of our show, which is the Erratic Event Theory of the Week. All right, the Erratic Event Theory of the Week from Jimmy and Georgia is this. I think the most obvious thing to theorize about would be where Sophia and Thomas went. And I'm going to theorize 
that Thomas and Sophia teleported. I'm just gonna make this fun because it's yeah, been kind of silly. They teleported to Costa Rica. That's be fun. <laughs> I doubt it's that far. It's probably like Texas because Texas has been playing a pretty important role in the show so far. But that's not fun to say something that's likely. I want to say something that's unlikely. Um, they teleported to a mysterious island that moves throughout the ocean. That's at different points in time and space all the time. No, I don't know. Costa Rica sounds fun. It's tropical. It's cool. It's pretty. And that's my erratic event theory of the week. I don't know. It'll be fun. We'll wait and see. But I don't know. It is interesting but the fact that they have this power and then they, I guess, are recharge their resources because he said their resources were low before. And, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I guess this is a pretty big deal, too. Like, that was a pretty big building, and I'm kind of curious is if just the little bunker at the bottom was teleported or if, like, the rubble and pillars and concrete and stuff from the building was teleported, too, because it was a big hole in the ground. It wasn't, like, rubble. I mean, there was rubble, but not to the extent that there should have been rubble. So it does look like the whole, whole shebang got teleported. Which is which is kind of weird, but yeah. All right, that's gonna wrap up our show for this Tuesday early morning edition of What Is the Event Podcast. And you can get in contact with the show if you'd like. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com/slash/eventpodcast. Same thing goes for Facebook. It's facebook.com/slash/eventpodcast. You can find us on Skype if you'd like to leave us a voicemail. You can look us up at Event Podcast there as well. And we have a setup where you can leave a voicemail, so you can call in for free there if that is uh, an option for you. And then there's also the just regular numbers. If you have a cell phone, you can call in that for free pretty much. And that is 773-41-EVENT. That's 773-41-383-68. 8638. All right. You can also email us at what is the event podcast at com and visit our website, what for all important information about the event and about our podcast. And you can also find us in iTunes and in the Zoom Marketplace if you'd like to subscribe. And there's also an RSS feed on our website that you can subscribe directly to us. So, anyway, you can get a hold of us if you'd like. And we would love your, your feedback, your phone calls, your emails, your tweets, whatever it could be. Um, let us know what you're thinking about the show, and we'd love to share that with everyone else. It'd be fun. And, yeah, that's going to wrap up this episode of What Is Event Podcast. First podcast dedicated event on NBC, your place to talk about the event. And we will catch you next time. Peace. He's going to tell them about the event.